0: Welcome to episode 209 of Beyond the Weight with Henny and Sandy. Henny. Yes. So, okay, I need to ask you. So let's, a couple of things that are in the news. Let's start off with that. Okay, Okay. one was I sent you something this morning because I had seen um, uh, that Tim Hortons was going to be coming up, bringing two donuts from retirement for National Donut Day. So, I was like, hmm, I wonder what donut sale will be, and it was just announced today. But did you, I? Did you read the article or no? No, I did not. I just looked at what you sent me. Okay, and so the article, when you look, the head. Here's a good example of the headline and what the okay. article, article says. So the head, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the headline. The headline says, uh, Walnut Crunch being brought back, and uh, the chair. I think it was Cherry Stick. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was two different donuts. Okay. Anyway, saying you know it's been t- only been ten years, which feels like it's been longer if than it, ten years since I've crunch. I don't believe that it's only been ten years. Well, I mean, they said it's ten years, so it has to be ten years. Like. <laughs> I don't think they're lying about that Anywho anywho I think but then lying. when you read the article, <laughs> when they when they when they when you read the article because today is just the middle of April this they are not even bringing it back until one May 30th oh it is in time for national donut day which is June 2nd okay and how long are they keeping it well only it's not it's not permanent right and so i think it's only being kept for a month and that it said walnut crunch will be available in you know blah 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 this part of canada and then whichever the second one was because now i'm thinking that that's not the right one that i told you oh no but the second flavor the second flavor is being uh cherry stick it is but that one is only going to be available in Quebec. Maybe I don't know, you know, the the people of Quebec don't like a walnut crunch. (laughs) I can't imagine why that would be. I, I don't know, I don't know. Now okay, so did you see the article like the I had sent you the link for the Instagram account are you following this one? No, I don't follow it. You, you need because okay. it's in the hammer. Yes. <laughs> you need okay. to.
1: Okay, because it's all it, about things in Hamilton.
0: Yes, but it's also about facts about Hamilton. So yesterday's oh. was, did you know that air conditioning was the first, air conditioning in Canada was introduced in Hamilton? In, like, in the entire country? Yes, Miami. Oh, yes, me. Wow, a colla- because it was a collaboration between two people. So tell me, two, one person and one organi- one company. So what would those be that are very known for ham- in Hamilton?
1: A person and a company.
0: Yes, I this mean,
1: person, yes. the company would have to be either DeFasco or Stelco.
0: No, I know. After I said that, that's I misled you. It's Westinghouse. <laughs> Oh, Westinghouse, okay. Right? But the person was they named it like part of the street over. I was confused coming off the highway because why is this now oh, called
1: this? It was, it's um uh uh Tesla,
0: Nikola yes, Tesla. Nick- <laughs> yes. And so that's why it was a it was a a, a collaboration between Nikola Tesla and Westinghouse. Oh, so, nice. let's list them off. We had the first Tim Hortons. Uh-huh. We're proud we're proud Hamiltonians we are here. Defi- definitely proud of the first <laughs>
1: the first Tim Hortons.
0: I've first been, Tim Hortons. been
1: to the first Tim Hortons many a time in my life because I used to work yep. across the street from it.
0: Yeah, it opened May 17th, 1964 because it was I know it's May 17th because it's my mom's birthday. Oh, but I, okay. you know, it's a year before I was born, so it's it is May 17th, 1964. Okay, okay. Just because you know, I just might need that little bit of trivia at some point. You never know. You never know. I just never. I just never know. So not only that, but now we have like the air conditioning, the first Wendy's in Canada, also Upper James. Oh really? I did not know that. Okay. True fact. True fact. Okay. Oh my goodness! I had other things too. Now I can't remember what the other things were. But I had I mean, yesterday I was naming off a whole bunch to fill. It's yeah, it's it's interesting though because you know people who are
1: not—I was going to say people who aren't from Canada don't know the city Hamilton. But like even even people who are maybe outside of Ontario don't necessarily know the city of Hamilton. But because because of course everyone knows Toronto. Yeah. But Hamilton is actually a a relatively big city and yeah. B I mean uh, definitely like an industrial hat has been and continues to be an industrial hub you know and mm-hmm. and
0: you know and kind of a big deal well and it's the situation of it when people ask you know they were like oh you know people are you're traveling you're oh you're from Canada people then say oh Toronto or Vancouver so usually the two cities they say they say know. Toronto. But it, even if you live in Hamilton, you often say Toronto. Of
1: course. And Just so because- th- this is also a funny thing that happens when you meet other Canadians when you are traveling. And then they'll say, like, oh, where are you from? And you'll say, and first you say Canada. And then they'll be like, oh, we're from Canada, too. We're from Toronto. And then you'll say, like, oh, I'm from Toronto, too. Or you'll say, like, oh, actually, like, I'm from Hamilton. And then they'll say, like, oh, actually, we're from Burlington. You know, like. Yeah. And you, like, you just keep, like, narrowing it down to, like, how how well do you actually know this
0: area? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Toronto, are you really from Toronto? Are you really from Toronto? Toronto. Yeah, and that happened to us at at, uh, at Christmas when we were ended up being on this this tour with two people from Hamilton, and they said to us, "Well, where are you from?" And we said Toronto, and they said, "No, really, where are you from?" Yeah. No, actually, that's where I am from. Like yeah. that's where my house is. Yeah. Is in Toronto proper, like yeah. cabbage town, like, yeah. you know, <laughs> but you don't often say that because they said, oh, well, we always say that and we live in Hamilton. So, yeah. correct. you know, but usually I would describe Hamilton is nicely situated because it's halfway between Niagara Falls and Toronto. Okay. I think I might've said this on the podcast, like. Ages ago. But I'm telling you,
1: when I worked in Disney World, when I served at the restaurant, the restaurant was in the Canadian Pavilion at Epcot Center. And so everyone who worked there was Canadian. And so on our name tags, we had our name and then we had the city where we were from. And then part of what you had to do, like as a server, you would go to the table and you would greet the table and say hello. And as an introduction, you had to introduce yourself with your name and where you were from. And then you had to like locate where you were from for the table. So I always said that I was like I introduced myself with my name and then I would say I said I was from Stony Creek. Not from Hamilton, yeah. Although you know, Stony Creek is a part of Hamilton, so I would say I'm from Stony Creek, yeah. which I said is halfway between Toronto and Niagara Falls, and they would be like,
0: "Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah." People, people get that when yeah. you say that, yeah. Um, anyway, because they know those places, oh, right? Dear, yeah. Anyway, anyways, th- so that was you know. It says two Tim Hortons retro donuts return after 10 years. I'm sorry though, but I, what I'm going to have to ask you to do, I think, is yes. when they come out is to purchase one yes. and freeze it for yes. my, for when I'm I, there in July. I, I can do unless it. Unless they're going to still be there in July, which, yeah. And then, um, and then we're going to get the, the ones we're gonna do a taste one, comparison. Yes.
1: 100%, 100%. Because I feel like the granddad's ones
0: are gonna be better. Oh, I can tell by the photo here that it's like double the size it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> but I think we also, So what also has to happen though, Henny, is that the Walnut Crunch from Granddad's also needs to be frozen. So they've both been frozen.
1: I agree. Cause we need to, we need to um, control all possible variables. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we do. <laughs> we could also get a cherry stick Oh, no, because we're not in Quebec, uh, but yeah, no, I, we, need to, we, need to do, we need to do, and then we're going to do a taste test.
1: I think that sounds like a fantastic idea, and I'm really excited about it. Totally, <laughs> totally game.
0: Okay, okay, so that's the one thing, and so now I've like, you. all right, please tell me it's you're following in the hammer, because it's, you know, you I need w- to know this. I
1: will, I, I will add them to my follow list.
0: Okay. And in so the, the other house. thing, the other thing is like, do you follow blog, Tio? No. Oh my gosh, honey, where do you live? <laughs> Under a rock or what? <laughs> I live in Toronto,
1: actually. <laughs> <laughs> proper. Not for yeah. long. <laughs> Toronto proper. Not, no, not for long. <laughs> not for long. But you know what? When I move and people ask me where I live, I will continue to say that I live in Toronto. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: okay so yesterday yesterday uh, did you hear all about this thing which is this anthony bass no I heard shenanigans that. the blue jay no so he he his wife was on a united airlines flight okay. she's 22 weeks pregnant and then they have i think two other children and the youngest is two so, I guess that I somehow I think that the airline gave them popcorn, but the popcorn was like all over the floor. and then this the air this the flight attendant asked her to pick it up, the wife to clean it up, and she's so,
1: twenty two weeks pregnant,
0: yeah, but he went on to Twitter to like, you know, go off and whatever, right? And so. There's a couple of things that I have a problem with, with this. Okay. Do I think that they should have been asked to pick it up? Of course not. No, no. At 22 weeks pregnant, you may not have known that someone is 22 weeks pregnant. Okay. Fair.
1: Re- Fair.
0: So... I mean, that is, that's one thing that's a fact that maybe is not really super relevant.
1: Right. It's not like this. Per- well, I mean, here's the thing. If you're 22 weeks pregnant, maybe it's relevant to you as the pregnant woman. It's Correct. not necessarily relevant in trying to make the flight attendant the bad guy. Because right. like so, you said, yes. you could be 22 weeks pregnant and and, and not necessarily be showing or, or be that visibly pregnant. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, not like, anyway. It's not like you're eight months pregnant.
0: Yeah. So, but the yeah. other thing is is that we, do, and we don't, there's a lot of information. So I'm putting it out there because there's a lot of information that we don't know about this. I mean, we only right. get to read whatever the one person's story is, which is only his story mm-hmm. because he's the one that's, that's been quoted, you know, not the airline because, you know, they never say anything except for internally, they're taking care of it. And the yeah. wife, I haven't seen anything that the wife has said. Yeah so there are a couple things so you know i mean i i had like young kids yeah i don't let my kids throw shit all over the place either right without trying to pick stuff up yeah okay so that's just one thing but i mean i understand i've also seen other things which are a total mess Mm -hmm. all over the place and no one Mm -hmm. does anything about Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the thing is so he goes on to twitter makes a big thing but then what happened was last night after they've already said that they are internally taking care of it, he puts another one out with his daughter with a big bag of popcorn. It's just a daughter in the, in the like video that he's posted, like with, an, with a comment about it. Um, not, not, not necessary. No, because no. someone might've lost their job and now you're kind of poking fun at it because, and then people have, have like, it caused a lot of people to be like, that was not necessary. Yeah, You know, you think it's funny. You're just, instead of you being the one in front saying, you know, what's going on, you've put your daughter back in there. So now you're using your kid. Like all back, it all backfired. And so did they play today? Yeah. It says Blue Jays pitcher after ripping United Airlines crew gets roasted. Yeah. They're in, uh, they're in Texas.
1: They're in Texas right now.
0: Okay, so they, I, they they wondered what, um, how the uh, reception was going to be when he came onto the field by the fans after. Now, here's the other thing, Henny. Would it have made all of this, had it been, I don't know, anybody else? That's wife was pregnant? Maybe. But I but I doubt it would have got the media attention it did because of who he is. So I also have a bit of a problem with that yeah a hundred percent. Like if that had
1: just been like any random person, it yeah. wouldn't it wouldn't have gotten the media attention. I yeah. mean, If, if some, if this had happened to some random person and then they had taken to Twitter and they'd done the exact same thing and then they'd come back and they'd posted a picture of the daughter with popcorn, like, would people have commented on it and said, like, not necessary, blah, blah, blah? Absolutely. Would the same number of people commented? No, because you need, you need the followers to have the comments, right? Right.
0: Well, true, that's true. But
1: but people would have seen something like that and people would have commented. Um, But would it be in the news? No, right? And 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 it's a tricky thing about celebrity, right? Or, you know, any sort of, like, popularity or status, right? Like, it's tricky because on one hand, these people are they're in the media and they're in you and, and they're uh, available to you to see and to watch and to read and to, you know, and so you, so, so they are whether they want to be or not role models. And so, yes, I, I think because of that, it's okay to hold them accountable and to even to hold them to a high standard. The trouble is that, it's not fair to hold them to a higher standard than we hold ourselves. Yeah. And I think, Mm -hmm. but I think that we often do, you know, but I think sometimes too, I think sometimes we give people who have that kind of celebrity and that kind of status, I think sometimes we give those people the benefit of the doubt because of their status when we wouldn't necessarily Mm -hmm. give ourselves the benefit of the doubt too. So I think we, I think we Overcompensate in both directions <laughs> when it comes yeah. to people of any sort of notoriety. I think yeah. we treat them too easy. Like I think we we give them too much slack and we treat them too harshly all at the same time. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. No. No. It does. So it says here 52 million. It had 52 million views. <sighs> More than 14,000 comments. Most people ripped at Bass for so entitled. And many uh, commended United for the way they handled it. But here's, I think, to me, the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. If your wife had an issue with it, then your wife should be the person that was making this tweet and complaint. I don't need you to. Yeah.
1: Because now it looks like you're using your celebrity. To yeah, it's the whole thing is distasteful.
0: Yeah, it's very distasteful. And then this, I'll show you. This this was the photo that he posted oh. last night. Oh, I mean, she's so the kid. Cute. At home. Yeah, it's really poking fun at the situation that you it was so you were yeah. so mad about. But now yeah. it's so funny. Funny. To you. This yeah. Is, this is that's that's the thing. Yeah. You know, if. times. Well, I know. Anyways, I just like
1: those were. I know it's, it's interesting. Like with, well, I mean, we, we talk about this all the time that with social media and with, you know, online forums and with, you know, the way that you can interact with other people and comment and, you know, people just, they behave in a way so often they behave in a way that they would never behave in real life. Yeah, you know, no because
0: he's obviously it's it to me, it's like you're a hothead. Your wife told you this, you got right onto your Donald Trump thumbs, you know, <laughs> and whatever was in your head yeah. came out your finger. Yeah. You yeah. know, and 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 then like, did you later regret and think, oh, you know what, I probably should have been chilled out? Because that to me is what it looks like.
1: Yeah. You know, it's like if, you were
0: you or a hothead and yeah. didn't have Henny to talk to first before you <laughs> responded. Right. To
1: tell you, let it go.
0: let it's, it's all right. Maybe you should just... <laughs> <laughs> and then make you... And then you didn't have that person to say, I'm going to promise that person. Okay, I promise I won't send anything right now. <laughs> yes. I can't promise later, but right now I but won't. right now I won't. I won't.
1: <laughs> I mean, you need, you need someone to do that for you. Yeah. Not you. I mean, I mean, you do, but I I mean the the general you.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I, I do believe that most people wouldn't, wouldn't allow their kids to just sit there and be throwing it around. So I don't know what the, if the kid wasn't, there was a photo of all of the popcorn under the seat. There was a photo.
1: Okay. Because this is the other thing too, is like, there is also a difference between making a mess and throwing around.
0: Yeah. And it shows the kids in the seats. And so it was like two seats and it was a five-year-old and a two-year-old. And I don't, not sure where mom was sitting, if she was sitting on the, across the aisle, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not that you know, but there's a lot of info missing here, it's you know,
1: but, tricky. but
0: anyways, I just thought, oh, I had lots of feelings about it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's so a
1: tricky situation, it's a, it's a tricky situation to navigate. Um, and I think it sounds like the flight attendant handled it poorly. Yes. But, but definitely this ball player's reaction was also poor.
0: But honey, I have also like, remember when I told you the one time I was like in the front row, like it was a big plane. So there was a bathroom in the middle and I had the row, um, that gives you lots of leg room and people often stand there before they're going to the washroom and, and it was an overnight flight. And I opened my eyes and there was a woman passed out on the floor in that space who had vomited and then the flight attendants gave her gloves to clean up her own vomit yeah what is i never saw anything in my life like that either what is that i don't know i don't know i mean i just like the guy beside me had vomit on his shoes he slept through the whole thing but (laughs) (laughs) you wake up in the morning and you're like what the hell happened here did i vomit on myself
1: (laughs) <laughs> oh my goodness in my sleep
0: I didn't even realize it mm. gross it's gross. gross anyways <laughs> yeah so and that's that's what's unfortunate is you don't know the full story of what else I mean unless somebody else who was actually there on the flight tweets mm-hmm. also you know or whatever but But I think the whole thing is like, I mean, I saw it yesterday and it was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. What are Mm you like? You know, why do people make a big deal out of all of this stuff? And then when I saw that he had done that, I was like, oh, come on, buddy. Well,
1: and it's for me, for me, that's the part that I'm like, really? Like, you've taken something that didn't need to be a big deal and made it this huge deal. And for what?
0: yeah. You know, for what? Yeah. And now it's and that and it's backfired on you, you know? Yeah. And it just gives it also it does when you're part of an organization, like there's mm-hmm. also like a I would assume a code of conduct. And so mm-hmm. you do sort of paint the whole organization mm-hmm. in a roundabout way. I mean not directly, mm-hmm. but any anyhow anyhow. So it really does, because this morning you had sent me this podcast. Ah, yeah. To, and I think it kind of fits in with a lot. Like, the there's only been three episodes, and I listened to all three. And it kind of fits in with with a little bit of media and social media and things that are out there. It, it, it ties in quite nicely. I think it's a bit of a segue. So. That,
1: that's a great... Sandy, I'm not used to such a smooth segue from you. And that was super (laughs) clever. (laughs) I loved it. I loved it. Okay. 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 I stumbled across this podcast and it's called aggressive salad nutrition with a bite. And I was like, oh, aggressive. Like it just, you know, like. You know, they say, like, don't judge a book by its cover. Well, I was totally judging the podcast by the title. Uh, as I was like, aggressive salad? This sounds delightful. Um, I didn't listen to the first episode. I don't know what it's about. But I did listen to episode yeah. two and three. Okay. And and, and it's so, It's a, it's a nutrition podcast. And the host of the podcast is a registered dietitian and she in episode 2 and 3 which are the ones that i listened to she had two different like one guest in episode 2 a different guest in episode 3 and she interviews the guests and talks to the guests a little bit about what they do and you know their thinking behind what is what is health what is healthy what is new like what is the nutrition that we should be aiming for? Um, and, and really I really like at the end of the episode she says the host says like the goal of this podcast is to do this and this and this and this and so if you think I'm doing this like rate the podcast and she says a whole bunch of different things like she wants to you know offer information to people she wants people to find like peace when it comes to food choices and and their relationship with food she wants to you know promote Um, you know, a a place where people feel mentally and physically well, like, like all of the things that she says in that little end off blurb. I'm like, Oh, I, I think I really like you, but I will tell you, Sandy, when I started listening to it and like, please. And you Mm -hmm. know, like, so. You know that I don't really discriminate against voices. Like I will listen no. to one, but I started listening to her and I was like I don't know if I can listen to this voice. Like she has she has such strong vocal fry that I'm like what why are you talking like that like are you truly are you a 20 year old valley girl like what is happening and then in episode three she mentions that she's canadian and i was like a canadian with vocal fry what is it happening here and but i will tell you like because she has guests it's not only her voice and by the end of the by the end of the second episode that I listened to, like I was starting to get used to her voice, but I I'm not a huge fan of the sound of her voice. I
0: will, I will tell you that. Well, I was, I was hoping because I can't stand it. Uh Uh-huh. I can't stand it. Here's the thing. So I listened to all three episodes. So the first one is she's interviewing, um, a uh, a professor, now what does he work? He's it's um, cancer research by oh, biologists. Okay. He's a cancer. I think he's a cancer biologist.
1: Right, right, right.
0: Biology, because he was a, an ocean biologist first and then. So I, you know me, I have potty mouth, but the amount of potty mouth these two people had between them, really I, talk. Yeah, it it was a turn off to me. Oh. To, to when they're talking scientific stuff and whatever, it was just like, yeah, yeah. Though some of the stuff I, I, I mean, it wasn't, I agreed with, I did agree yeah, with, and yeah, and liked some of the stuff that they were saying, but some of the stuff I was just like, mm, not, not a fan of it. The, the second, and th- I think I like the, the, the last episode the best. Uh, I think so. She was the Venezuelan with the Australian accent.
1: <laughs> or no. no? she. I think she's in the second episode.
0: Oh, she was the second episode. That's right. Because the last one was the woman that had lived like as, as a, a young person all over the world. Right.
1: And now she's in Brooklyn.
0: Yes. Correct. Okay. Yes, you are correct. That's right.
1: I liked both of the, I liked both of the episodes. So like, she's talking about different things. So like in the, in the one episode, she's talking to the Venezuelan Australian who had the, 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 truly the most amazing accent. (laughs) Yeah. It was very unusual. And they were talking about, um, nutrition and nutrition for weight loss and, Mm -hmm. and really this idea of, you know, promoting supporting people in their efforts to lose weight without buying into the diet culture. And I found that conversation really, really interesting because that's a conversation that you and I have had, especially when talking about uh, body positivity and, and wellness related to like mental wellness related to our bodies. And then also being pro choosing to lose weight you know like and and feeling like and i remember talking about like feeling like i feel like i'm caught between two things and i and i don't actually feel like i'm speaking out of both sides of my mouth but when i hear myself talk it sounds like i am you know that i'm saying i support you and i support myself in my efforts to lose weight but i also I'm happy with myself and I'm happy with my body. Like, how can I do both of those things, right? And that's really what these women were talking about, that it's, you know, that you can be happy and healthy at, you know, many different sizes and that that health isn't necessarily related to weight, but that many health determinants are impacted by weight. And if you would feel better, If you weighed less, then Mm -hmm. they want to find a way to support you in that. And then they also talked about, you know, approaches to weight loss that might feed into diet culture or approaches to weight loss that might be more uh, realistic, more reliable, more long lasting, you know. And and Mm -hmm. it was really about, I mean, all the things that we know and that we preach ourselves, you know, like not... not that was crazy
0: yeah everything, it was that everything that was
1: coming out. right yeah. it was like not um focusing on you know just one food group not eliminating food groups not you know not not um restricting calories not you know like it was it was all about like eating the things that made you feel good and eating when you were hungry and stopping when you are full. <laughs> and and they talked yeah. a lot actually the one part that I found really interesting is they talked a lot about tracking and yes. when they would recommend to cuz they're they were both the host is a registered dietitian and the guest was also a registered dietitian. And mm-hmm. both of them spoke about in their practices that when they're dealing one-on-one with clients, that there are some clients that they recommend tracking to, and there are other clients that they might not, or that there are some clients where they might start and then change what they're thinking about, what you should be tracking, how much you should be tracking, how to be tracking, because the whole point was, and this is what the the Venezuelan Australian was saying, is she said, if it becomes like an obsessive thing then then that's not healthy for you either like that's not helping you you know if using the tracking as information gathering that's when it can be beneficial because you can see the patterns in what you're doing and what you're eating you can see um, the patterns in what you're doing in re- or what you're eating in related to how you're feeling, you know, like all of that information that you can gather can be super, super helpful. But if it becomes,, um, if it becomes something that is so onerous that you are unhappy about what you're doing, Or unhappy about how you're eating because of the tracking. Or, uh, you know, something that you become so obsessed with that you you struggle to, you know, live flexibly in your own life because of the tracking. Like she said, then she said we have to find something different.
0: Yeah, the obsessive behavior, but also for people who are perfectionists. Because Mm -hmm. if it's not perfectly done, then that also causes those other things that sort of gather along the way with that so those that was that that. I found that interesting the other thing I've really found interesting was they both said the first thing they do is find out why why do you want to lose weight Mm -hmm. and that's not just oh well you know I I want to lose weight so that you know I can go to this event I'm going to this event or whatever it's like but why like it was continually asking the next question to get to the real root of what is it? Why do you want to? And so I thought that was, that was interesting because a lot of people struggle with the why. Mm-hmm. Talked about that. They talked a lot about, um, not giving it a specific timeline necessarily. Mm-hmm. Like I need to lose X in X amount of time and saying, because if this is going to be, A change that is permanent they cannot be a timeline yeah absolutely we give ourselves timelines we also put a lot of extra pressure on ourselves about things and so it was just I mean as they listen I'm like yep it's like listening to a 35 or 40 minute podcast of five years worth of WW work yeah (laughs) yeah yeah it really was
1: it really was I was like "Uh uh-huh okay check Uh uh-huh yeah
0: (laughs) <laughs> but but on the but for us because these are things that are not new to us but can you imagine someone listening honey that has never heard this stuff Mind it would be very blowing. overwhelming yeah, yeah yeah because because the, the one the one thing was is like um uh you know seeing where you are now and making small tweaks right and yes. all of those little things as those are the things that if you listen to all of this, you'd be like, okay, should I track or shouldn't I track? I've got to decide. Do I need to do this? Do I need to do that? Like and they were just going through their sort of process with mm-hmm. that they use. But it would it's almost like she needed to do a whole podcast on each one.
1: Yes. And you could easily, right? Like there's enough to say. Yes. Yeah. At one point the the one girl was like uh you know oh the dreaded meal plan she's like all she said (laughs) so many clients come to me and say like just tell me what to eat and when to eat it and how to eat it and she's like i'm not gonna do that for you like and and the other the other girl said absolutely she said the first thing i tell the first thing i tell my clients is you know for this week i want you to eat exactly the way you always eat she's like Mm -hmm. because we just need to see what you're already doing you know and and so so often that's you know really the the best thing to do right is just see okay so where am i at now and what's one what's one change i can make
0: yeah yeah and and you know that's one thing that we we used to say to to ww people's like don't go in and start doing everything at once because it's too much Mm-hmm. You don't know, you, you don't even know what you're supposed to be eating, what you're not. You take all these, so you're miserable. That's what you are. You're miserable, mm-hmm. right? Instead of doing just like they say, is making small tweaks. Well, what's the one small change? Okay, great. I've done that. What's another small change? And the small changes are the ones that you look at. What are you doing now? And what is the one thing I can change? that's going to give me the biggest bang for my buck immediately. Mm-hmm. Right? And then you get that and then you'd start tackling other things. But yeah, the hunger scale, they use that term also. It's like, that keeps coming up. <laughs> I know. It's
1: funny. Well, it's confirmation bias, right? Like once you hear something uh, yeah. once, then all of a sudden you start hearing it everywhere, right?
0: Yeah, I was just like, all right, there we are again. Okay, <laughs> and the
1: other the the other episode was also interesting because they were talking a lot about uh, about foods from a variety of different cultures and Mm -hmm. you know how and and i thought oh my goodness sandy's gonna get a kick out of this because the bmi came up again and they were very and they were very anti-bmi and i was like okay sandy's gonna be railing behind this but it was so interesting to hear them talk about how discriminatory our thinking around food and our language around food can be when we are talking about, you know, what you should and shouldn't eat and what you can and can't eat, you know, um, I'm not talking necessarily about about you and me, but just in general, our North American society, right? That, you know, it's Mm. like, okay, well, you can't, or you shouldn't eat white rice, for example. And, and the one um, dietitian was saying, okay, but 85% of the world exists Like, that's their staple food. So you're saying that 85% of the world has, like, a nutrition issue because they eat white rice? Like... (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't think that's true, you know, and, no. and so, you know, mm-hmm. to say things like that. And, and, uh, and then this is when I realized that the the host was Canadian because she said, Oh, she said, this is one of the things that I really love about Canada's new food guide. And I was like, Oh, my, my, like my, my spidey sense sort of went off like, Oh, Canada's new food guide. But there are a few things, you know, because one of the things in Canada's new food guide says, you know, that you should, eat a wide variety of foods and eat foods that are, uh, you know, a part of your culture and a part of other people's cultures, you know, and, and that mm-hmm. that should be a part of your regular diet. And another thing that was in the, that's in Canada's food guide that they talked about too, was that you should eat in community, right? You should eat with other people and, and that these are ways of eating that are really important and, you know, healthy for you, you know, and, and, and so they were Mm -hmm. talking a lot more about, about that, like about, you know, it's not about good foods and bad foods. It's not about things you should and shouldn't eat. It's about, eating the things that make your your body happy and eating the things that make your heart happy too, right? Like you have to eat. They talked about uh, – it was interesting because one of them said, you know, if you only treat food as fuel, then yeah. you really – cutting out a lot of potential joy in your life, you know, like, like food can, like food is used for, for fun and for Im, like, it, it's emotional, and it's nostalgic yeah. and, you know, and, and so, yeah. and so she, and so she was saying, you know, that's a part of it. Like eating should be mm-hmm. enjoyable, right? It, it's not just about the fuel. And, and I thought that was, that, I thought that was important. Like it's, yeah. You know, definitely food is fuel for our body and so we want to consider how we are fueling our bodies, right? Like what is it that I'm giving my my body and am, am I giving my body what it needs to perform optimally? But also you know, it's it's more than that, right? Because eating itself
0: is an experience, right? D- did you catch who the one person was that continued to bring up because they were also The first episode especially, we're really talking about other people um, on social media that have a lot of followers and are very vocal and post a bunch of bullshit, etc. And one of them was Mark Hyman. Mark Ah. Hyman. Sorry, Mark Hyman. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I used to listen to him a lot. Who is that? Yeah, he's a podcast host. And I forget what the show is called, but it's... But that mark Mark I mean Mark they, Hyman. They, mark. they
1: mentioned him. They definitely I heard I heard them mention him in one of the episodes that I listened to this morning.
0: Yeah. Oh, the Doctor's Pharmacy with Mark Hyman. I listened to him. Oh, I think we've I, talked about that on the podcast before. Yes. We have. But then it did get where the beginning that like he was pushing a lot of stuff. Okay. And so then I was just kind of like, Hmm, it's kind of like, you know, like Dr. Mm -hmm. Oz, you know, like Dr. Oz in the beginning, like, I mean, he was backed by Oprah. He, he became, he became who he is really because of Oprah. But then something kind of went weird, like on a tangent somewhere. And then some of the stuff is just like, this is not weird. This is really odd, really, really odd. So anyways, there was him. So they continued, but, on the last one, did you catch who they who they did call out?
1: No, who did they call
0: out? Jason Fung. Ah, know. yes, Jason Fung.
1: Yeah, and he's.
0: Uh, I was like, isn't he the is the Canadian guy? He's like, and so Google, yes, it is. Yes. Yeah. And yes, he's, he's big the into intermittent he,
1: fasting.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So him and the other one was they talked a lot about because the the. The Australian woman worked for Lane Norton. Okay. And so when I messaged you today, they said, "Oh, they're talking about. I think it's called Bio Lane. It's oh, this yeah. company's name." But, and you knew but that. But I said, was. "Oh, I know <laughs> him from that." Yeah. that's because he's a bodybuilder that is ripped, crazy, but does not take any steroids at all. And so it makes him a bit of a unicorn, but he also has his PhD in, I just looked him up, but he is his PhD and his PhD Mm -hmm. is in uh, nutritional science. Okay. And he also has um, a degree in biochemistry. So he's, he's not a dumb guy, everything. And he is very vocal he calls out people all the time because he wants the evidence where's the science behind it. Like he's yeah. all about that. All, 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 all. That's all he's ever preaching about, but he's, and he's a very, he's, he's a nice guy. To, he's fun to listen to. Cause I've, I've heard him a couple of times on different things. But, um, the one thing that they said in, in one of the episodes was in the absence of evidence, it's just bullshit. I <laughs> love that. Yeah.
1: I like that too.
0: But so I thought I, I had to write it down because I was like, I was walking when I, when I heard it, but I thought, you know, this is exactly the same as like when you're telling yourself all these crazy things in your head, it's like, mm-hmm. where's the evidence to prove this? Mm-hmm. Cause if you don't have the evidence, it's just all bullshit.
1: Mm-hmm. I was just,
0: I, just, I was re listening
1: to the, the ch- the chapter in Atlas of the Heart by Brene Brown about oh, yes. guilt, shame, embarrassment, humiliation. Those are the mm. four that are that are linked together. I was re listening to that today on my way home, and she also. I'm I'm just reminded of that when you said, you know absence of evidence, (laughs) you know, in the absence of evidence, you know, the rest is, the rest is bullshit because she was saying the same thing when it comes to, uh, feelings of shame. She said there are, you know, I think she said there are three things you need to do. And one of them was, you know, examine the evidence, do a reality check with yourself. Is this actually like, is what you are feeling right now actually the truth? you know, or is it yeah. some sort of a story that you're telling? You know, that was that was one of the big things you had to do. Um, mm-hmm. Another thing you had to do was connect with someone else because shame is a, shame is an emotion that only exists in private. Yeah, yes. And And then the third, I think the third was about like talking about shame, like talking, not just talking about like, what it is that's making you feel shame, but actually name the fact that you are feeling shame about it. I think that was the yes. third, if I remember correctly. But but yeah. the first one was definitely that, that uh, look for the evidence. And in the absence of evidence, it's bullshit, yeah. right? Like, what it's is bullshit. the bullshit yeah. story you're telling yourself right now about, you know, mm-hmm. the terrible person you are or whatever it is that you're saying, you
0: know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I ex- i had ai ex—had a last week. I had a, a one day that was just really bad, and I get caught up in things and. You know so and i was at my when i was seeing beatrice my therapist i said to her like i understand it's the same thing it's like i know the rational side like when i think there's nothing to even prove that this is what's happening Mm -hmm. but i can't help going to the other because it's not it is it's the disconnect the disconnect is between what i know is true or not true in my head but how it makes me feel in my body Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so when there's when there's too much like space between, the, I can't, I, I can rationally think it's not about me. This person has other things. I'm sure I didn't do anything. I know I didn't do anything, but, but I still feel rejected. I still feel sad. I still feel hurt. I still feel all of these things. So like, that's, that's where, like, how do you fix that? Right. Mm-hmm. That's the hard part because then it gets really messy and it doesn't matter how many times you like rationally think or say something it's it's like it wears you down you know like the other the to fight the other the the emotions that you are like physically feeling in your body Mm -hmm. um and and so that's that's the tricky part that's the tricky part Mm -hmm. it was just i was reminded of that because like it's knowing that something isn't true because there's nothing to prove it Mm -mm. but But still feeling that way but still feeling it yeah so how do you fix that honey tell me (laughs) i don't i don't don't have the answer (laughs) and that's our question this week so can anyone please tell me what the answer is when when i
1: uh when i first moved to toronto um i lived with a roommate for two years and he was a roommate um a guy that I met when I worked in Disney actually and he was he'd been living in Vancouver and then went to Orlando to work in Disney and that's where I met him and then he moved to Toronto when he finished his job there and so I lived with him for a couple of years and he he whenever we would have a conversation sort of like this and then he would say like so so what's the answer and then I would say like I don't know and he was like I don't believe you <laughs> And I'm like, no, like, I really don't know. And he's like, I, I really feel like, like in my heart of hearts, I feel like, you know, all the answers. He's like, so I, I just need you to tell me. And I'm like, no, no, like for real, I I don't know. And like, you would do that with like things like this, where there is no answer, but like even sometimes when there when there was an actual answer and I'd be like, yeah, I don't know that. He's like, mm, I think you do. And I'm like, no, yeah. I, I really don't. I, I
0: don't know everything. I promise. <laughs> oh, but that's okay. But everyone thinks you do. So that's, it's close to the same. <laughs> close to the same. <laughs> oh my goodness. I mean, luckily, anyway.
1: luckily if it's something that you actually like, if it's an objective piece of information that you need to know, it's probably Googleable.
0: Yes, so that's true. That's true. So, you know, the Jason, so let's, I just wanted to go back to the Jason. Yeah, song. go so, back to that. So I think the other, like the one thing to, that, that they, and they didn't mention in one of the episodes she mentioned, is that sometimes people start out, at a time and what they are telling you is relevant stuff because that's the most up-to-date science but then they get stuck in the either their own thoughts about it and don't research more or do any other like they don't study any further than that and they just firmly believe that's the answer to everything Mm. we only believe what one person has told us and can't appreciate that that's 10 that's information from 10 years ago mm-hmm. and that we know different things now than we did back then mm-hmm. and so that was sort of where i thought because i ever at it was that is the obesity code but i and i know that some of the information that's in that book is still relevant now and was groundbreaking information mm-hmm. but i don't necessarily also believe that everything like it can all be adjusted and fixed with your just your blood sugar by fasting. I also don't believe that, right? But I do believe that that works for people, that mm-hmm. there are people that, that is an effective way. I also believe that, you know, people may follow this this Mark Hyman and mm-hmm. also, you know, that things worked for them. Mm-hmm. The first episode was about people spewing off different things like different diets that can cure cancer or prevent mm-hmm. cancer. Right. And so that that's murky. Yeah. I think it's, but but you and I've spoke about this before and I say like, if I've tried traditional medicine and uh, therapies and I'm still not well, I have no problem with going and trying something else because I have nothing to lose. Do I think that I would stop taking some sort of treatment that is the standard of care at this time and just completely stop it or not even try it to go and Mm -hmm. do something else? I mean, I can't, you know... 100% 100% say that yes, because I don't know. Well, there's too many other circumstances. If it was, yeah. you know, there was no way that I was ever going to, if it was incurable, I was at a point, blah, 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 then maybe I wouldn't want to put my body through something and I would be okay with just trying something that seemed kind of, you know, hooey, hooey, wooey or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right. But I do think that if you are doing something and maybe it's just a placebo effect, but it still makes you feel better, then that's still better than to go the traditional way and not be feeling better. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But there's a difference between that and spouting to the world that
0: this is the solution. Correct. Right. Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent.
1: Yeah. And, but, the, but and the, the,
0: everybody, they all have a following, but they don't follow it up with, like, they don't have any science necessarily behind mm-hmm. the things that they're saying. This is because of, they've tried to either, because there's sometimes people who do things themselves and then they are selling They're selling something based on what they've tried because it worked for them. Because if it works for one person, there is going to be a group of people that it will also work for. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We're not, we're all different, but we're not that different, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, you know, there's, there is that, but say that something that what I'm doing is better than what anybody else is doing, that's dangerous.
1: Yeah. There was, a, a, there was another quote in Atlas of the Heart that I heard today when I was listening that I like it, it I, I really liked it and it's related to what you're talking about. Um, and I don't know if it's actually Brene Brown or if I, I think she might be quoting someone else, but I, I'm not sure. But the quote goes, science isn't the truth. Science is finding the truth. And when science changes mm. its opinion, it didn't lie to you, yeah. it just learned more.
0: Yes, yes. I I remember when we read the book that, that we but we talked about that. Talked and that is that? so, so, so true, Henny. That is right? so, so true. And it's
1: exactly yeah. what you're talking about, right? It's yes. like, you know, anything from 50 years ago, uh, 30 years ago, 10 years ago, yesterday, you know it's it's what we know to be true based on the evidence we have so far and that's and that's the smartest yeah. we've gotten but that doesn't mean that it's yeah. the be all and end all tomorrow yeah. we could find something new you know and exactly. so and and it just goes back to even a couple of weeks ago you were talking about you know some of what's so important for your for your own you know, health and well-being is that you—not you in particular, but people in general. Like you, you need to have this—an open mind. You need to be willing to continue to learn and to continue to change and to continue to uh, recognize that what you had known at one point may no longer be true, or it may no yeah. longer be relevant. Or it may mm-hmm. no longer be the whole picture, but just a piece of it, you know. And and I and I really like this idea that you know it's not that it was a lie, although you know sometimes it's presented to us as a lie. Yes, but, but yeah. it's, not nec- <laughs> it's not necessarily a yeah. lie. It's just yeah. you know, we learn more, right? And and so yeah. what we what we thought to be the best at one point,
0: you know maybe it maybe isn't the best turn out. Anymore. yeah 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 I, I mean we obviously had a lot to talk about from that from these episodes but <laughs> her voice is a little bit it's it's a little hard to take it, it is a little hard to take <laughs> so to
1: so take. we we may or may not continue listening as well and yeah you know what it's a kind of it's a kind of podcast that I I could see myself like seeing when the episode comes up and seeing what the topic is and thinking okay this is a topic Mm -hmm. that I want to hear or like this is a guest speaker she's got that I want to hear but it wouldn't necessarily be something that I would listen to on the reg
0: no for sure
1: I feel like, like, for example, if she had, if she ever had like a guest on to talk about intermittent fasting, like, I think that would be interesting because we have read a lot about intermittent fasting and a lot of conflicting information about intermittent fasting. I feel like that would be, and I think that's a topic too, that a lot of people are interested in and a lot of people, Mm -hmm. you know, because, because I think it's, it's in the, it's in the zeitgeist right now. Right. So it's something that people know yeah. about, have heard about and are, are, and, and potentially misunderstand. And so I feel like that could be an interesting topic, but we'll see. We'll see what she does.
0: Yeah. aggressive salad. Yeah. 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 Cause yeah. Because neither you of I have ever done intermittent fasting, Mm-mm. right? No, no, me neither. No.
1: One of the changes that I made last spring that, that I have for the most part continued with is not eating after supper mm-hmm. and like not eating right before bed. And yeah. for the most part, I have continued to do that since last spring. And I, and I really, I really like that. Like I, I'm, I don't miss it. It's
0: funny, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Because it was such a part of my eating habit. Like it was such a part of my life that I ate, A lot in the evening I I still eat a lot in the evening I just don't eat past dinner you know but I used to eat like a lot in the evening and then I would snack in the evening and then I would eat something right before bed like and but it just goes to show that if you pay attention when you're hungry (laughs) you know then you you know you eat differently like when you're actually hungry you eat and when you're not hungry you don't you know Imagine that. Yeah.
0: yeah, but I also I also remember. I think that you did because you didn't want to wake up hungry, or you thought you were going to wake up and be yeah. hungry. Yeah, it's, yeah. And it's it's the same. as like oh, you know, pre eating before going out somewhere because you know you're going to eat when you get there anyways, yeah, that's right? Right. That's right. That's right. So you just double eat. Like I mean, I understand. Don't go somewhere hungry because then you will make different choices because you don't, because you're so hungry. Yeah. But it doesn't mean you have to feel, And then you're going to think you're just going to go there and have nothing because yeah. that ain't going <laughs> to happen either.
1: No, exactly. Exactly. I mean, in the absence I'm, of evidence, it's all yeah. <laughs> <shit. laughs>
0: Touche. That's very good. Very good. Oh, Sandy, oh what a great goodness.
1: chat. Thank you for, uh, for indulging me and in listening to those podcasts because I think we had uh, a, a nice little chat about that. And uh, I'm looking forward to whatever next week brings us. <laughs> okay,
0: we'll have to see. We'll have to <laughs> wait and see.
1: I'll chat with you next week.
0: All right. Ciao. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye.